Great news, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. I just want to let you know that we have finally released our second book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires. This book was written with you in mind. I wanted to capture 15 unique stories of different investors starting at different stages and doing different things. This book is just that. It's nearly 300 pages of motivation, of confirmation, and reminders that yes, you too can do this thing. Check it out on Amazon, and of course, have a great day. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. How are you doing? It is Thursday. It is actually dark outside. Uh, I guess the seasons are a-changing. I think California is going to get some wet weather this morning. Uh, so that's all good. We're in a pretty severe drought out here. So uh, any precipitation is welcome. Uh, before we get into the daily news, a couple of quick announcements. We got three more congratulations to send out, folks. If you don't know what this is, I'm trying to see if this channel, this book, just the message of one rental at a time can help 500 people get their first or next deal. Uh, I will be announcing these every day that you let me know. I'm very liberal. Uh, You don't have to be a student, don't have to have the book, probably have to watch the channel because that's where I talk about it. But uh, here we go. Uh, Uwe, Travis... And Colleen, congratulations on getting your deal. I think Colleen, I think this is number two for you. So keep it up. Congratulations. Keep doing the work again. Uwe, Travis, and Colleen, your cards will go out in the mail. Uh, And then, folks, if you were looking to get some autographed books from me, rest assured, Amazon's final 40 books showed up. I ordered 100 They sent them to me in three different batches. Don't ask me why, but now I have, I probably have 50 left, maybe 55 left. So plenty of them. If you wanted to get these books, paperback, hard copy, autograph for me, uh, 50 bucks, same cost as Amazon. And uh, I will autograph and take care of the shipping for you. So want to give back. I thought it was cool. Kind of announce the second book, do a little bit of a, a giveaway. So Uh, Yeah, that is out there for you. What happens is you just DM me on Instagram, email me off my website. I give you my PayPal account and uh, I mail books every day or every other day. I think I have 12 books going out today. Probably probably after the three amigos, I'll run to the uh, post office and mail those books. Uh, As we get started with the news, I'm going to go bottoms up uh, today. And the, the last thing I read, be the first thing we talked about, Looks like our former president, uh, Mr. Donald Trump, is launching a social social media network, uh, basically aimed at taking on the, I don't know, left-leaning media, as he says it. Uh, it is called Trump Media and Technology Group. I believe they're going to go by TMTG for short. Looks like it got launched via a SPAC, a Special Purpose Acquisition Company, uh, valuing the media company at, at a whopping $1.7 billion. So, uh, yeah, seems to be a decent valuation. I don't know much about media companies, but uh, that seems to be a pretty decent one. So we shall see where that goes, uh, see uh, what uh, what all makes up that media company going forward. But, yep, got announced. 
Uh, 1.7 billion dollars. That that number really caught my attention. So we shall see uh, what is there. Next up, uh, many of you have started to share uh, Ivy Zellman's opinion about housing, and to call her negative on housing is an understatement. She essentially thinks we hit the peak. We're rolling over. Um, I'm going to ask for some help. Uh, I I was actually up pretty early this morning. And uh, I've been trying to research some numbers because I like data. Uh, opinions are interesting, uh, but when I get an opinion that kind of goes against what I'm thinking, I want the data. So I'm going to ask for some help. Maybe several of us Googling the data, maybe one of us will find it. So here we go. This is what I, this is kind of the notes I've watched. I think I probably watched an hour of various Ivy Zellman's thoughts on housing. So this is what I got kind of top down. One, <clears throat> she thinks housing is overbuilt already. She talks about uh, a study she created, Cradle to Grave. By the way, if any of you have that report, share it with your boy here. I, I would love to read it. I'm, I haven't researched it or I haven't looked for it yet. My guess is it's behind a paywall. Uh, but yeah, she wrote something called Cradle to Grave. Basically, household growth is at the lowest since the Great Depression. Housing formation, of course, housing formation is a big driver of new housing. She thinks housing is already overbuilt 12 to 20%. That's, that's interesting. That is a, how should I say this? That is a stance that no one else has, which is actually interesting to me because a lot of the housing pundits out there say we are we didn't build enough housing in the last decade. We're 10 or 20% behind the curve. Builders, get off your butt, blah, 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 right? That, that has been such a standard answer. I've never researched it. Now that Ivy has come out with different answers, I want to you know, know more. I need to scratch that. What is going on with building housing formation? So very interesting thoughts. Uh, next up, she says, rising rates are going to freeze people. This is something I have actually talked about. About a year, 18 months ago, I shared this with you, and I believe at some level it is very true. The idea is you lock into 30-year money at 2 and 3 quarters, 2.9 or 3%. Two, three, four, five years from now, rates are 4, 4 and a quarter. Are you likely to sell? I think there's going to be a lot of people frozen in place. Right? They will choose to remodel, do a bedroom and bath addition, maybe add a second story because their mortgage, they don't want to trade their mortgage. Right, They're going to go from a mortgage rate of 3% to a mortgage rate of 4% and a more expensive house. It's kind of a, a double hit. But where I need your help is you and I could test this idea. We've only had one decade in the last 50 years where rates went up. And of course, it is the 1970s. So what I tried to find is existing home sales for 1970, 71, 72 through 79. I couldn't find them. I don't know if they didn't report them. I found existing home sales back to 2005, I think, maybe 2001. I think I found existing home sales back to 2001 which doesn't help me. I want to know how many existing homes were sold from in 1970, 71, 72. Why? 
because we can test Ivy Zellman's thesis. Interest rates went up in the 70s, and we should see, did housing stop? I don't know. Let's go look at the information. And as of this morning, I did look for it for a while. I couldn't find it. So if you can find it, I would appreciate a link in one of the comments below. If you have my email or IG, send it to me. I want to know, hey, we sold 3.8 million homes in 1970. We sold 3.9. And oh my God, 76, we sold 2.2. You know, I don't know what the answer is, but that's one way we can test it. So I'd like to see if that's true. If you can help me find that, I would be greatly appreciated. The other thing that she says that actually she agrees with Greg Dickerson. You know, Greg Dickerson and I, he's my Monday expert. And again, if you don't know this, this channel, One Rental at a Time, is made up of now nine multimillionaires, not just me, nine other multimillionaires that we talk to. Uh, and Greg and I disagree. Greg actually agrees with Ivy Zellman that if rates on the 30-year go to 4%, housing is over. I have said 5%. Let's see. Let's, let's have that discussion. Greg and Ivy could be right. Uh, I've done the math, right? In the 1970s, the 30-year mortgage went up 320 basis points. That's a big gap. However, it only went up 33%, right? You can look at it both ways. So... A move from 3 to 4% is 33%. So it will be interesting to look at. So again, if you can help me find how existing home sales from 1970 to 1979, I need that information. I'm going to keep looking, but I figure if hundreds, if not thousands of us are Googling it, maybe one of you will find it. And if so, share it. And then, yeah, um, it is going to be interesting. Oh, if you, anybody has the cradle to grave, report produced by Ivy's team, I would appreciate a read. Uh, I would like to see what she has to say there. Next up, we have a couple of earnings announcements. Um, we'll go first with Tesla. Tesla blew it out. I think, wasn't it just like three, three quarters ago, Tesla broke a billion dollars in profit, I think. Again, not a stock guy, not, certainly not a Tesla bull. Uh, but yeah, they just broke two billion. You know, two point one, man. You got you got to uh, you got to watch it. Record profit in the profit growth was thirty percent. Respect, right? Game, game recognized game. Good, good for them. One thing you've got to note in their earnings announcement, which might hurt future quarters, you just have to watch, is right now they are flying. We write quotes, flying parts. Actually, no quotes. They're actually doing it. So no quotes. Strike that from this discussion. They're flying parts around the world to keep their assembly lines going. I promise you Tesla's business model is uh, ships. Generally speaking, they move supply with ships. It's just cheaper. They can do it in mass. It's, it's, everybody does it. Ships are the way to go. You and I both know that ships aren't working, or at least ain't working on the scale and speed that is normal. So Tesla has stepped up. And they are flying parts around. And oh, by the way, on Monday, I told you this would happen. Small businesses, big businesses who need just-in-time inventory, they'll just fly the stuff. And oh, by the way, Tesla said, we have raised prices. Shocking. It costs more to make a car because you're flying stuff around? 
you raise the price. And right now we are in an environment where people are paying the price. CEOs have been telling us for 60 days, raising prices is not a problem. Inflation is real. On top of that, we got Unilever. Uh, If you are a Ben and Jerry's fan, ice cream fan, Unilever uh, is raising prices 4.1%. Ice cream is getting more expensive. Nestle, if you like your chocolate, uh, Nestle is raising prices 1.6%. Both companies saying they will raise further if required. Ouch. And then uh, another earnings kind of on the other side of Tesla, which again, Tesla blew it out. Good for you if you own Tesla stock. I hope it goes up. I don't own any, so I hope all stocks go up. All stocks to the moon. There, I said it. IBM missed on um, it missed, it missed on revenue. And uh, what's interesting to me is they missed in their biggest business lines, kind of their cloud computing arm. Now, is this just Big Blue being an old dinosaur and their their model is, is dated? Maybe. Uh, is it a sign that larger companies are getting a little nervous about the future and not signing big contracts? Maybe. Is it a sign that maybe part of the world, i.e. China and other Asian countries, are catching a cold? Because as I've said, I think China is going to go into a recession. Maybe. IBM is one of those companies I often look at because it is so big as an as a indicator for kind of worldwide kind of demand, right? Because it is such a big organization. So I don't know. We shall see what's going on there. Next up, I don't know if you've seen this. I saw it last night, actually. It looks like PayPal is in the late stages of potentially buying Pinterest. That is an interesting combination. Um, If you think about Pinterest and I don't know how to say it correctly because I don't use Pinterest. Um, I don't know. I'm I think of Pinterest as kind of like a virtual scrapbook. I don't know if that's not cool or not, but that's kind of what I think of it as. Think about Pinterest being a virtual scrapbook and then able to click on different links and buy stuff. Think about all the designers and all of the other kind of entrepreneurs that could tie uh, Pinterest and PayPal's payment platform together. That could be pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know if that's where they're going, but that could be pretty cool. Next up, one of the things, one of the topics that we talked about a lot when we started doing daily financial news together, folks, and now I know it's been more than two years, kind of crazy, two years, never missing a day. Remember WeWork? I think WeWork was like topic number one the first time you and I started doing this daily. Well, WeWork just went public. Yes, After a failed IPO two years ago that saw the CEO do some wonky stuff where a valuation at SoftBank had him at $47 billion, the company went public today with a valuation of $9 billion. They did that via a SPAC, a special purpose acquisition company. So WeWork is now public. Wow. Talk about drama. That's an 80% drop. This did that in my head. $45 million to $9 billion. Yeah, that's a haircut. And then next up, the last thing I read was actually the first thing I read. Actually, no, there's two more topics. Sorry. Uh, we'll do this one first. Jobless claims. It is Thursday. We set another health health event low. Uh, it was 296 last week. New claims. This is new claims. Uh, now 290. 
Is this a sign that the job market is working out? Is this the sign that um, the economy is getting better? I don't know. But again, anytime that number gets lower, that is a good thing. So lastly, I read an article about why people aren't working. I think, what, 10.4 million openings, 4 million people quit. All this stuff we are hearing about. Um, kind of six things. Uh, and I'll just go through the list. I thought they were all interesting and they all are components of this environment. One, obviously, is COVID. It's no secret um, that there are people that are concerned. There are people staying home. Uh, for me, though, it's actually, can you imagine being a frontline employee at a burger joint? Let's, let's, let's pick In-N-Out Burger, right? In-N-Out Burger was shut down, I think, in San Francisco. Why? Because In-N-Out Burger didn't want their employees to be the mask police. That's a reasonable thing, right? These kids are 18, 15, 12, I mean 20, whatever it is. Are they going to go up and talk to a group of individuals and say, hey, put on your mask or do this or that, right? It's, it kind of makes sense. There are some jobs today that are a lot harder than they ever been. And a lot of those are those kind of fast food, restaurants, retail, those things that, you know, kind of first job things. Those jobs, those jobs got to be rough today uh, in a lot of the country. So that makes total sense to me. Next up, early retirement. I think I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Early retirement came in a whopping three, I think it was 3.4 million people retired above trend, right? They're like, hey, I'm a year away. This stuff is nuts. I'm done. That's a lot of retirees. Uh, next up, care responsibilities. It is still not lost. It shouldn't be lost on any of us that there are a lot of folks, a lot of single parents, single moms, single dads who have young children that are just in a tight spot given uh, daycare and other child watching um, things are still not functioning like before. Savings. Uh, we have, I think by last account, almost $3 trillion in excess savings. There are people that are like, you know what? I'm going to take the rest of the year off. I've cut my expenses. I can linger through. Uh, next up, higher wages needed. Uh, we have shared with you several examples on this channel where, you know what? If the company paid up and they jumped the line, if you will, uh, that people would show up. The restaurant uh, in New York was a great example. They went from like 17 to 25 or something. You pay more than anybody else. You get the best of the best. You get a full staff, all of that stuff. And then finally, time. This is one that I think is underappreciated. In this environment, we all want it now, right? It's instant. We could shut down our economy in a minute. We did it. Right? We shut it down in whatever it was, March or April of 2020. But it takes time to restart. We have all of these things that are kind of working together and we would like it to go faster. It just doesn't start up as fast. So it just takes time, months, quarters to get there. So I think that's an interesting way to look at it. I think all of those are true. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think the biggest one in all of this is wages are going up. And as we talked about, when wages go up, your Ben & Jerry's ice cream goes up, your chocolate at Nestle goes up, your um, burrito bowl at uh, Chipotle goes up, milk goes up, gas goes up. It's just all going on. So again, lastly, remember, if you want to get some autographed books, I have about 50 or 55 left. All we have to do is work out how to uh, 
pay for it and get me your address. And again, if you have Ivy Zellman's Cradle to Grave report, I would love to see a copy. I'd love to read it. And again, if you can help me find existing home sales from 1970 to 1979, I would love that information because it would either validate or invalidate perhaps one of the key thesis where Ivy and I disagree. So have a wonderful day. Take care of yourself. Today's a fun day, right? We got Jonathan Twomley at 730. We're actually going to talk to Matt, the mortgage guy later today. Uh, and we have the three amigos. So a very, very busy day today. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.